Sleep, Shit, Repeat is an independent podcast. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Sorry, when you say packet food, do you just mean anything that came in a packet? Like what about pureed fruit that came in a pouch? No way. No way. No way. None. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Shit, Repeat, the podcast all about the madness that is motherhood. I'm Kelly McCarran and I'm bloody obsessed with us, Key Reese. Me too. We have so much fun. It's always our favourite days when we're together. I know. Spinning yarns. It's just like what I look forward to in the beginning of my week because I have my hump day is Mikel day. Yes. So, Kelly, I know you didn't really want to do today's episode, which is pretty annoying until I talked you into it, but I really hope that it smashes the download so that I can say, ha, 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 told you, told you so. People do care about food. But no, seriously, if you like this episode, please let us know because it's good to be me when I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> yes, it is good. I'm sure it's very annoying when I'm right, which I always am. So, um, what? I'm kidding. I'm that wasn't in script. Joking. But, Key, I reckon the reason that you're so keen is because this is one of your favorite topics, and that is food. You love I, food. I do. I, I do love food. Like I have got a couple of different friends that are get really hangry and they're obsessed with food and you are one of them. I just know what I want to eat when I want to eat it. I don't want to, I don't like the feeling of being hungry. I like the feeling of being satisfied. It's just weird because we're both so different when it comes to food. Like I just couldn't care less most of the time. Mm. Actually, you'll be disappointed because you have to leave after this and I did get stuff to make us guac. Oh, yum. I know. We just had literally a 15-minute break. We could have eaten that then. I'm stuffed from lunch still. Oh, yeah. Surely you might. I had the the snap frozen chocolate-coated strawberries and now I'm really full. Okay. Well, anyway. So our relationships with food are different off the bat. Key loves food. She loves prepping food. She loves snacks, meals. I just don't care. I just eat to fuel and things that taste nice. That's it. I really enjoy being in the kitchen and I think – What's been really nice about that, having Rue and having to prepare food for her is like I'm just in there a bit more because I can get a bit lazy and just do the same thing over and over. Like I don't mind eating the same of something. Oh it my just God. has to be When we worked the right in the time. office together and you ate the same lunch for like three years. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just Tabouli. like if I find something that I love, I love it to death. She, I used to, I'd be like, oh, you and that bloody parsley because <laughs> she'd chop up like a whole thing of parsley to have with lunch. And tuna, right? Yeah, tuna, chickpeas, red onion, lemon. What every else was in there? Day quinoa. Yes. You also love my kitchen, though. I do. Kel's kitchen is very good. Whenever I come over, it's very stocked. My sister loves it too. She's like, you've always got so many snacks. Yeah, you've got great snacks. I've got a big lolly jar. Did you see the lolly yeah, jar I today? I saw it. I saw it. I didn't have any because there's some gluten in there for me, obviously. But is um, there? Yeah. Oh. Lollies I can't eat as easily as like other things. Yeah. Even though some of them are gluten-free, I still don't react well to them. So I just try and stick to that. Because I'm such a lolly person, which I know makes me sound like I'm five. But I have like I love to have a stocked lolly jar. And I get upset if Luke dips into it because he doesn't ever just have like five. No, he has like 50. It's so annoying. And then the jar's empty, or he'll just leave a few duds. Yeah, the duds. What are what are your duds? Orange. Orange anything? anything? Orange. And yellow second. Oh. Yuck. I don't mind like a, a pineapple. 
Yeah, though. but like one out of a hundred maybe. What about like a milk bottle? I love them if they're the Allen's ones. No, not, not if them. they're like yucky minty version teeth. Ugh. Teeth? Oh, teeth are gross. But Yuck. teeth's a milk bottle with a bit of pink in it. Yeah, true. I also don't like the texture of um a cloud. Oh, I love clouds. I like the taste. I don't like the texture. They get too ugh, in the oh, Yeah, Any lollies would like that sugar coating do. Anyway, let's get into this episode. Later on in the episode, we are going to hear from one of our shitters, Jem. She's a mother to two girls and she's just got such a great story because she had such a different experience with the second compared to the first who was very organic, baby-led weaning, and then the second was just like, here, have some packet food. So she's going to talk through that. But first, let's chat about our experiences. Kel, tell me all about what Lenny's journey with food was like. Well, he started very young, which is very common for babies with reflux, mm-hmm. um, but don't take my word for it. Like, obviously, speak to your doctor before you start your child on solids. Um, but Lenny was instructed to start at four months old. Oh, wow. Which is very young. Yeah. Um, he was ready though. Yeah. So you know there's a lot of different signs that you can look out for if they're ready, like their next control, if they're like showing an active interest in food, like opening their mouth, looking at it type thing. Yeah. And it was actually such a letdown. I remember the first time, like, we were all, you know, so set up for it, got him. The doctor was like, just get the pouches, don't. It's funny, we'll, we'll talk more about this later, but my doctor was just like, get the pouches. Do not bother trying to steam things. Do not bother trying to puree things wow. at home. Get the pouches and save yourself time, worry, everything. I love that. Like, oh, Dr. Johnny's the best. Yeah, you need yeah. to go to him. He's the best. So he said that, so we just got, like, pear. I don't know why. I think someone else suggested pear to start off with. And... We just, it was such a, I don't know what we were expecting. It was really cute. I need to put the video online. Like his little face, he kind of just like, he took it so easily and then just went, yes, yes. Like, but it was so cute. Um, But it was just nothing. Like he just had it and then he was like, okay. (laughs) But you did baby led weaning, right? We did. So I. Why? Talk me through your thought process there. I just thought it was a bit easier than like cooking things and pureeing them and all of that kind of stuff. So I just thought I liked kind of the theory behind it of like you they just eat what you eat, mm. you know, within reason in that like it has to be something that they can have, you know, before the age of one because we started our baby load weaning at about six months mm-hmm. and everyone else had kind of dipped their toes into solids. I was a bit of a late bloomer because I was a little bit like, oh, but then just kind of went for it. But I liked the idea of just, yeah, cooking things and kind of cutting them up for her to eat and then to kind of get that motor skill of her almost feeding herself as Mm -hmm. well. But look, didn't have a lot of success. And I documented this on Insta. It was like pretty devastating, you know, like it's not that it took ages or anything, but like it was just difficult. Because, but then someone said to me, like, don't worry that they don't like broccoli. Like, I don't even like broccoli as an adult. Like, it's a pretty, I I love it myself, but like, I can understand why kids don't like it. Also, we're probably serving it to them so plain and bland. If you think about it, when we eat it, it's like delicious and like saucy or spicy, you know. That was one of the best tips that I got from someone. It was like, you can use spices and stuff. So I always put garlic and everything for her, always put herbs and things like that. You can't if you have a reflux, baby. You're not allowed to use any spices. Um, Tomatoes, no. Garlic, no. Onion, no. Nothing with flavor, basically. Oh, that makes sense because that's Anything can, um, like, you know, make it cause that 
acidity. Whoa. Acidity. Acidity. Thank you. Um, But also remember that unless you have a sick baby that needs it for other reasons, they say that food before one is just for fun. Exactly. They do. That little nugget is actually something to really remember. They're supposed to be getting the bulk of their calories from milk. From milk still. Exactly. And I think that it was more of just like something to do. Yeah, it's fun. As I said in another episode about, you know, their awake windows get longer and when you start food, suddenly they feel like they're shorter again because you're prepping, you're feeding and Mm. the feeding takes so long. And then the mess afterwards. But I found that like I just really liked the approach to baby led weaning but I needed to sub it in with also some kind of like mash and puree. And one of the things I used as like the main resource, which I think pretty much every parent has definitely heard of and probably uses, was a Solid Starts app. Mm. And I really liked that. I didn't pay for it. I just used what was given to me for free. But what I really liked about it is that it showed you the progression of like how to give them prepare the the vegetable or the fruit or whatever it is, um, how to cut it, how to prep it, how to give it to them and like when you can change it and everything like that to reduce the chances of choking. And that helped. I think like my other really good tip for food is getting a microwave steamer so that you can steam the veggies and stuff in the microwave. And my one came with like a little thing. So you take the um, steaming part out of it, pop the drain the water out, pop it back into the little kind of handheld mug and then it's got a little masher that you mash. Oh, my God. Um, and I still use it to this day. Sometimes if I'm like in a pinch and just need to do veggies for me, I'll just like quickly whip them in and do it. So with Len, with the purees, I was instructed to do like you only introduce one new thing every couple of days. Yeah, same thing. Oh, so it doesn't disrupt their um, – gastro section well, the gastro just- section what is it called gastrology gastro Kel, this is not a fucking medical podcast okay their stomach it doesn't disrupt their tummy too much yeah i think it's also just good you don't want to introduce too much stuff too soon because if they do have an allergic reaction to something or something doesn't give them with diarrhea them, or whatever yeah, you don't know what it is so yeah. yeah for sure i think i stuck to kind of like two things so it was like broccoli and sweet potato what did, so you started with those two things? Yeah, and what I did used she do? a lot of cukes. Well, because she did, loved cukes. So like cuke? they're the mini cucumbers, oh my and you God. just quarter them, and they're easy to kind of hold. And obviously, you keep them in the fridge. Why well, keep my cucumbers in the fridge so they're nice and cold on their little gums? I'd never heard of a cuke. Oh, they were just they were the MVP of my solids game because wow. she pretty much hated everything except cukes. Except cukes. I mean, who doesn't love a oh my god a fresh cucumber with salt? Sea salt oh yeah, on top. a little bit of cheese. Oh, really yum. yummy. <laughs> but that was like the most eaten thing for everyone. I wow. was like, surely she can't just survive off cukes the whole time. I mean, like, listen, that's so sad. It's a bit – there could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse definitely. But it was a long process and it was like super frustrating. And then and then I think in the end I um, I was really slow to start meat and because I don't eat a lot of meat, I kind of was really scared of meat. But I um, the other resource I really loved was One Handed Cooks, which is just a website. They're not supposed to start meat till six months, right? Yeah, I think so, six months. Yeah, so you just so got to wait. I waited, obviously, yeah. but you didn't have to. But, you but did I anyway. loved their kind of stuff because they've got a lot of pureed um, things that you can do and one of them was like a bolognese, which had – which was really yummy and she really liked that. So that kind of like got us to the next step. But, yeah, it was just basically whatever I had in the fridge, I would just use that for a couple of days. We always usually had sweet potato, broccoli, um, carrots, 
cukes and fruit, but she's not a big fruit eater even to this day. Like, But how did you – like, so what I can't understand is how they eat it when they're that small because they don't have teeth or they might have a few. Like, what are they doing with it? They're just kind of gnawing on it. Does so, much go in? Yeah, it does, oh. but they're just kind of sucking on it until it gets really soft and then swallowing it. Oh. So it is – that's why you've got to be really careful about the way that you prepare it because okay. a lot of it is being just like swallowed whatever is in their mouth. Um, I wasn't really ever stressed about choking, but I do think that that is a real hazard. But I, I just don't think – she's not a very – choky baby Mm. but I've had friends who have had other experiences and um you know you just have to be so vigilant about that always watch them when they're eating of course I know people always say that and sometimes I let Len eat in the car and I just forget I that's one rule that I've stuck to but you don't even let Rue eat in the car no because she's back facing as well yeah I've got a mirror but I can't really see her what about a rusk though when they do dissolve See, even that, I'm like, what happens? Yeah, because you can't hear. Choking is silent. Yeah, and often she's really silent in the back. Like she literally had a vom in the back last. I was on the phone for ages and then I was just like looked up and she was like. Covered. Like vomiting. And I was like, shit, she's vomiting. Had to hang up on who I was talking to. Like I just, and she was actually white. She gets the worst car sickness. Get ready for that. Anyone who's. I haven't um, realised before. Yeah, choking for me wasn't really that – I don't know. I've just always been weirdly calm about dealing with it, which I think I was saying to you has always benefited me because even when Lenny does have – That was to Gem in our interview actually. Oh, to, yeah, I just don't – I you know, we'll talk more about this later, but I don't ever react. I'm kind of just like, come on, get it up. I've never had to do a back blow or anything, touch wood. Oh, I've cement. had to do a couple of back blows. Have but you? it's been Yeah, but like she's oh. been okay, but I've still done it. I don't know. It's never like been. Like a proper like push. Yeah, just giving her a hit and then it's come out. But um, but she was proper like. Well, not. Re- it was just kind of like spluttery and I was, okay. you know, you just want to help them and make sure that they can get it up yeah. easily. Because a back blow, if you do them properly, it bruises them. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you have to. This is for like, uh, you know, this would be really distressing, I think, for someone to have to. Like you really have totally. to. Totally. And one of my girlfriends had a really bad, uh, like really bad, like my girlfriends were there and and her kid choked on a, we think it was like a flaked almond from an almond croissant. Oh. And like. They choked on that? That's so thin though. Like, Well, it's like perfectly thin though, that it just gets, it gets flipped and oh, stuck in the airway. I wouldn't even think of that. It was so bad. She went croissant. like blue and stuff. And like my girlfriend actually now has, it was traumatizing for her when she's told me the story in detail. I was just like far out. Like, How old was she? She must have been like one and a half, maybe mm. young. And she did everything. But not she's so a nurse. young that you she, think it's not those early months of feeding that you really worry. Like when they're one and a half, you're kind of like, you know what you're doing now. Well, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you do have a bit of – and it's something she'd eaten always before croissants, mm. but that day she had an almond croissant. And she said it was, she was terrible. she a nurse. She's a nurse. There was another nurse there, my girlfriend. There were all these people there and it was bad. And she ended up having to like put her hands down her throat, which they tell you not to do, but she had exhausted all options mm. and she had gone blue at this point and foaming at the mouth. And so she put her hands down her throat and she was just scratching to try and get it up and that made her vomit and she vomited it up but it was she told the story to all uh, a group of us and we were all in tears yeah it's traumatized her so much she had she's bought like a this thing that you put on their mouth oh luke's got one of those and you 
Luke, he has everything. Like, and you like pump it and it mm. pulls it out. Yeah, but so, you, my dad, who, so my dad was a paramedic for 40 years. Yeah. And he, when Luke, because my husband has um, very bad health anxiety. Like he just panics about absolutely everything to do with yeah. Lenny to the point where it does spoil a lot for him, I think. Yeah. He wouldn't agree with that, but it does. Like often I'll be like having fun with Lenny and we're just like rolling around. And um, Luke will be like, be careful. Like you're going to. Yeah. Do- and I'm like, can you let the bloke live a little? Like yeah. we're just playing, we're just having fun. Like I, I do think that. And with choking, he just like, to this day, Luke will be like, quarter the sausages. Yeah. It just panics. Anyway, he ordered one of those things. And my dad's like, by the time you go and get that, like you you would have started the back blows type thing. Like, yeah, I know. I think it's more just ease for of mind. peace of mind. Yeah, I, do, I couldn't even tell you where the bloody thing is. Let's ask him when he comes out of the shower because I couldn't yeah. I couldn't tell where you. Where is that thing? But, yeah, I, I, I've never been worried about it, but I know for some people that they really are and they make sure that they chop everything up. Mm. But I found the mixed approach um, with baby led weaning and kind of pureeing and mash worked best for us because it had a bit of variety. Yeah. And it just – difficult it's when also when they're starting they they just don't really understand what's going on no they've got no idea yeah and and quite often they end up lacking things like rusks or you know plain plain things Mm. that are like an interesting texture that kind of dissolve in their mouth but to this day I'm still pretty strict on sugar and are you yeah like she doesn't really have any sugar oh my god I did not know that why I don't know. I just feel like she's gonna get enough of it in general that I won't don't want to introduce it too much now. Yeah, fair enough. And then I'm still just not I don't know, I'm still just not a packet food person. Yeah. I always forget about it and then I think why do I why do I always forget about it? One other thing that I was thinking about, have you done all of like your allergy testing with him? No, because I didn't know that so many things were allergies, but I got that kit from Nourishing Bubs. We'll put a link in. It's so good. So it's actually got like all of the allergens and then a chart so you mark off every time you expose them to it. Yeah, because you have to keep exposing them to it. It's not just once. Exactly. I haven't done most of them. I've done maybe three or four, like not a lot of them. I need to do way more. I think I've done like dairy. I've done crustaceans I've done peanuts yeah yeah I've done like peanuts eggs but like a crustacean we don't eat fish so I'm so grateful for this like box thing because otherwise the bloke when would he eat a crustacean yeah Yeah. but it is so important because sometimes you don't even realize what is in things or that your child might be allergic like my friends a couple of months ago just like they'll often get eljana have you ever had eljana no. Oh, my God, it's amazing. There's like a bunch around Sydney. They might all be in the suburbs, though. Like it's chicken and Lebanese food. Oh, it's really, yum. really yummy. And they always get it when we go to their house. And they got it when we weren't there one time. And they were just like letting their baby eat the tahini. But tahini has heaps, heaps of sesame in it. Yeah. And she had like a proper full-on <gasps> anaphylactic. anaphylactic. Oh, shit. Like she was, they raced her to hospital it was, yeah. So, but they, you just don't know these things. So I think an allergy kit is so important and I just love that you can actually get it because if you're like me, you're so disorganized, you don't even know what they bloody well are. Yeah, that's a really good point and good way to do it. But also don't try too many at once. No. So like leave a few days in between, make oh, sure yeah. that there's anything. No, but that's just, just in but case. But now I'm scared. Like how do I even do it? Like I'm afraid to like put them in. Is it just a spoonful of crustaceans? Ew. No, I think mix it into something he eats. So you could mix it into like some like guac oh, or something. So 
or like I'm some, so dumb. I would have put it on a spoon and spoon and fed or it like, to him. If he like scrambled Yuck. eggs, put it into the scrambled eggs or something. Nah, he wouldn't. Eat or a smoothie. Eggs. He'd throw it at me. He'd throw it at me. Okay. I've created a monster. He's fussy like me. Weird they're with all textures. fussy when they're kids, though. I know. Like at least Rue just ate pasta for like three weeks. I was about to say at least he doesn't just eat white foods. Yeah, she's, one of my girlfriends. She just like. Eat, picks up the pasta, leaves the meat, and I'm like, come on. And then I have to spoon feed her the meat. And then she's like, nah, actually, I remember I don't like the meat. You just tricked me with that spoon. You tricked me, you snake. Let's go through what our kids eat because then that'll give listeners a bit yes. of a variety because I'm just so interested. So you were talking about meat. So neither Key or I eat red meat. Key eats fish. Yeah. Actually, I occasionally do eat red meat when I'm drunk, but like, let's not. Okay. <laughs> um, I've never been opposed to feeding land meat though. However, I've always cooked meat for Luke, so it's never been a weird thing for me to cook uh, red okay. meat. And it was never even an option. I think I'm just really good and I'll do what someone tells me to do. And Dr. Johnny was never like, I don't know, he ba- he was like, give the kid red meat straight away. So I just did what he told me to. And I think that, of course, if you're vegan and that's your beliefs – and you've got the okay from your doctor, you do whatever's right for you and your child and your family. But for me, there's no way that I could get the nutrients that he needs in without me, if that makes sense. Yeah, and for me, I just want her to have a broad kind of Same. appreciation for food and not be kind of restricted from Same. how I, just, I want to eat. Because it was a personal choice exactly. and her dad eats meat. It sucks because I don't know how to cook meat. I've never had to cook it. I've I've been vegetarian since I was 12. I mean, so I've never I – don't, how do you not – you're a good cook. I know, but I cook vegetarian stuff or I cook fish. Like, oh. so I don't See, I'm a really... really good cook, even though I've never, I've never eaten my own meat cooking. Oh, that's good. My, um, my meat's always a bit dry. <laughs> oh, see, I get, I would never cook it too dry. I like it nice and moist. See, you know what I think it is? I love the taste and the smell. It's just that I can't eat it. It's the texture thing. It's the texture that's and thinking the same about what it is and also like, don't want to eat dead flesh. But like, I think that's why I do a good job because I'm like, I know what would taste good if I was going to eat it. So what do you cook for Len? Or what does he eat? Uh, Oh, you go first. You go first. Okay, so a typical day in our house would be breakfast would would either be porridge, which I just do like. That's packet. No, it's oats that I cook. (laughs) But I would do packet porridge. I just haven't. I just, I do it in the microwave. Yeah, that's what I, okay. So porridge, I usually put like, um, oh, what are they called? Chia seeds. I'll put like a, like, Bits of chia in there. I'll mash up a banana, put a tablespoon of peanut butter, and I'll do half milk, half um, water to make it a bit creamy for her. Oh my god, you make her a bowl of health for breakfast. I'll put some frozen berries in too. So oh, for either fuck's sake. So that's brekkie. Or we'll just do stock standard wheat bix. Um, oh, with some chia seeds and some no, some because they're fibrous enough, or so like- <laughs> it's all good. I don't have to do that, but because she's got really slow bowels, I think she's got that from me. So oh, she doesn't shit easily because does I she? put the banana. Sorry, Rue, if you're eighteen and listening to this. Yeah, sorry about that. You can't really shit. <laughs> um, I have to do the chia seeds. It really helps her, but I because wheat bix are so fibrous. Oh, you She's don't. so regular when she eats wheat bix. So often we're just doing that now, and that's literally wheat bix and milk that I saw her run out of my arms at daycare in the morning, toddle over to her table, pull her chair out, sit down and take someone else's bowl of wheat bix and start shoveling it into her face. So I was like, oh, okay, we like wheat bix, do we? She Easiest and brekkie if you can get them to like it too, just so easy. Yeah. Our snack is usually like a peanut butter sandwich, which I have found has been like I'm guessing you don't best. use um. Don't use what? You don't use uh, the main brand of peanut butter, do you? 
No. Yeah, <laughs> you get it from a health store, don't you? No, I don't get it from a health store. I get it from the health food section of the supermarket. But just 100% peanuts. That's fine. Yes. It doesn't taste the same, though. I did try that and Len threw it at me. Oh, I like it. Oh, it's very dry. No, you've got to find a good one. I'll true, which true. One. There's a cheap, like, sanitarium do one. Yeah, that that's one's like, not good. Oh, I like that one. Oh, whoopsies. <laughs> um, yeah, like a little sandwich. She also will just have, like, some seaweed succotars for a snack. Yes, She'll love. have some of those ginger nut biscuits that you can oh. get. They're like a baby brand in the baby section. They're like little mini ginger nut men biscuit thingies. She loves them. Not those adult teeth breakers, I'm guessing. No, you know, no, no. The they're super snaps, soft. Or, yes. not, they literally break your teeth. They're, really they're good, so though. yummy in tea, yeah. though. And then, yeah, like she loves rusks still to this day, those num-num things. I'm oh just my like, God, why? So they taste good. so feral. They, they would be so dry and flavourless. I don't I get don't it. I don't get it. I'm like, you can literally have yum. a succotar. Yum. Yum. Why would you want to Which rusk? she does, scream yeah. for succotars. Now, now, now. Um, and then lunch is usually like whatever I've batch cooked for that week. And you batch cook? More often than not, it is spaghetti bolognese or like bolognese with pasta. Yep. Or, hidden um, veggies. Hidden veggies or like an omelette and we just like shave a heap of zucchini in there, chuck some cheese, some garlic, that kind of thing. Um, and that <laughs> and that kind of rotates. So she'll often have what she has for lunch, for dinner, because I don't have time to do mm. multiple meals. And then dessert is always a yoga pouch. Always, what about always. afternoon tea? Oh, afternoon tea is just a, a repeat of whatever morning tea was. Yep. So whatever we've got. It'll be like... If she didn't have a peanut butter sandwich in the morning, I'll give her something else in the afternoon. Like. And she doesn't eat fruit, so she's got no sweets at all. She hates fruit. She likes banana. Sometimes she'll eat some banana with me, but she hates fruit with that a passion. Is so She was into watermelon. I saw her eat watermelon, yeah. but I think she only eats it when she's sick, when she doesn't want to drink water. Or probably at daycare. Does she eat absolutely anything at daycare? Well, I think so because it's always got a tick or like a times two on there. So, yeah. So she's eating like... You know, we'll we'll do different things. Like, I'll sometimes we'll do bolognese with rice instead of pasta. Just Ooh. change the grain yeah. up a little bit. Oh, these lovely actually egg cups, which are so good. So it's like just in a muffin tray. This is a one-handed cook recipe. Um, just ground up or like processed veggies, but then with um, little bits of pasta in there and cheese. Oh, and it's egg because she loves egg. We do the omelets and stuff. She's obsessed, but they are really good as a snack. So sometimes I'll make like six of them and she'll eat like three of them in one day. And I'm like, God, I've got to cook more. But they're really good because the pasta and the You're cheese and the egg. You're such a good mom. What? It's like four dishes that I have on rotation. Tell me yours. Right now. I'm going to be honest, but yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are like, you need to feed your child better. No, I don't think – you also – Lenny is a picture of health. You take him to a paediatrician. Like, he's in he's the fine. 100th percentile. He's fine. Like, he's very healthy boy. Uh, well, he's at daycare three days a week, so I don't know what he eats at school. Yeah. yeah. Um, he oh, – I eat so much. What? And it's so bad. I just feel so bad after listening to what Rui No, don't, eats. don't. I don't want to make you feel bad. You I don't. You haven't made me feel bad. I feel bad about myself. Cal. Okay, so when we wake up, he immediately, pretty much within the first half an hour, wants a pouch. Okay. So whether Fine. or not it's a fruit pouch or a fruit and vegetable pouch, he doesn't like the texture of anything thick. It needs to be a baby pouch. Yeah. Got so it. if it's got oats in it, because you can get breakfast ones, like yogurt ones. Yes, I've seen or those. Like, like they've got oats and stuff in it. He immediately will start scraping his tongue and sticking his fingers down his throat until he throws it back up because 
he hates the texture so much. Interesting. It's interesting that he's so particular with textures when I am. Yeah. So funny with textures. Yeah. And then he has generally toast for breakfast. He yeah. love. We have toast parties because I eat toast. Like Yum. this is on days that we're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, otherwise I drop him off to have proper Same. breakfast at daycare because so I'm like, slay. you can feed him. We pay for the whole day. You can feed him. Yeah, yeah. He does go through stages where he'll eat wheat bix. Um, yeah. I'll put a bit of cinnamon on it though. Oh, there you just go. Just to get like a bit of flavor. I don't know. They're just, pretty flavorless, eh? That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I just always think about what I want to eat as well and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Just plain Wheaties. But that's pretty much it. I never even try to mix it up. I'm And I'm saying that and I'm like, oh. But that's fine. Toast is great. Wheat bricks are great. Yeah. and But it's like plain white bread. It's There's no nutrients. Um, I get like the. Oh, you get the Bergen, don't you? Yeah, oh, the seeds. You, how the hell does she eat that? She need, Well, she's only ever had it. That's the thing. I've oh. always just given it, it to her. But at daycare, they would not feed that to her. No, she probably gets Wonder White at daycare. She, oh, actually, no, they give brown at ours. Yeah, he like has wheat. better bread at ours. Like, <laughs> and then he generally will have like crackers or and maybe another pouch in the morning. I don't know. We don't really do that many. He's like hungry all day, so we often don't she just do, snack through the day. Well, because yeah. as well, his sleep is like from eleven thirty till two ish or one thirty. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. like we sort of miss that actual lunch window. So he'll have like. Sometimes he'll have ham, even though I know it's really high in salt. But he loves chicken, like just chicken nice. breast, barbecue chicken breast. Um, so he'll literally just eat that um, by itself in a bowl yeah, or a sandwich. Or he loves um, like once a week we'll give him a sausage roll from the bakery. He froths <gasps> a sausage roll with sauce. Like it's so cute. He loves it. Um, And then he'll do the same when we wake up, like sort of just have whatever. Yeah. And then he sort of just snacks all afternoon. There's, he honestly probably has three to four pouches per day. Like he's obsessed with a fruit and veggie pouch. And then dinner's usually like bolognese or um, like I'll cook some of those like veggie meat bites for the in the oven. Yeah, nice. Um, he'll have like hot chips, oven chips every now and then yep. like as well. Bolognese is generally the favourite. Yeah. Or like a sausage cooked on the barbecue or chicken. Yum, or He yeah. loves meat. So That's whatever, good. like we'll, if we have a roast, he'll have the meat. So he'll eat pretty much any meat. Loves it. That's so good though. But the kid has sugar. He, it's so funny that Rue's never had it. Like he – She's definitely had it. Like I think she had it at like birthday cakes at the first birthday but, parties. Like, and he, lo- it's just so funny that when you see them we're doing things, like the other day we were eating chips and he just snuck over. I didn't even know he could reach that high, reached up and just like took some chips and then just run off. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they're smart. They're hey. so funny. Um, So he loves like um, chips and that sort of thing. And yeah, because we have like this delicious bakery nearby, we love going there. Like he and I go there for walks and I'll get us like a um, lamington to share. He has so much fruit. So he has like a mango most days or a punnet of blackberries. He is really like pretty good with fruit, except it's all fucking expensive fruit. I know. That's what all my girlfriends say too. All my mother's group friends are like, the bloody berries out of season. It's fucking expensive. But. And he won't eat the cheap berries. He won't eat strawberries and blueberries. It's blackberries or raspberries, little <laughs> bastard. But then Luke and I were like, but they're the only good, like really healthy things that he actually loves. Yes, totally. And That's then sometimes fine. he'll have a bite of yogurt, 
but then he decides he doesn't like the texture and spits yeah. it out. He doesn't have any milk. He loves cheese now that I'm, he's allowed to have it. <gasps> That's so good because I'm trying loves to get Ruan's cheese. cheese. You're just really not into it unless it's oh. like grated up in yeah, grated. something. Oh, no, he loves – if I put a pile of grated, oh, he loves it. He gets <sighs> so excited. He just throws it at the dog and then the dog gets a shit and it's, oh, it's just no. like, oh, God. So he eats a lot of packet food and a lot of sugar, but you know what? He's fine. He's fine. And I think it's whatever – you feel comfortable with, fit your I lifestyle. I just don't care. And it's quite funny because I thought I would. I thought I would be so strict with food, yeah. so strict with food. I don't know why, but I just thought, oh, no, he needs to only eat like really nourishing good food for his body. But now I'm like, oh, let the boy live. Yeah. I'm like, life's too short. He can. I just want him to be nourished but also really enjoy himself. And I just can't also – I can't be bothered with the battles. Yeah. He also eats plain bread and plain rolls. Loves it. Like fresh. Yeah, yum. He's very much so his father's son. Like loves meat, loves fresh bread. I love that. Anyway, and that's what Lenlen eats. So two wildly different. Two wildly different. But you know what? I'm going to try and get some of those pouches to sneak some of the fruit Just in. Just try. Because she does need a bit of help. Although she is so much more regular now that we've done our wheat bits every day. Oh, good. It's that's good. helped a lot. Do you know what the weird thing is that I won't let him eat? What? McDonald's. Oh, Rue hasn't had McDonald's. Well, I don't think that many kids have, but like it's funny because I'll see other people and they're like, oh, you don't let him have McDonald's? I'm like, heavens no. (laughs) But then he'll be like sitting there munching on a donut. But in my, this is how my brain works. I'm like, the donut is fresh. It was made today and he's eating it. Tomorrow it will be hard and gross and I wouldn't give it to him. I've seen what happens to McDonald's. You put it in a car and it doesn't even get moldy. Yeah, true. Actually, you've just reminded me, we usually do like family dinner on Sundays with whoever's around in the mother's group. And so so it'll often be like at the Bottolo or like, oh, the Bottolo, the pub. (laughs) At the Bolo. Oh, yeah. The Bottolo. Okay, great. I didn't know they served food. (laughs) And they've always got kids' food. And so she'll have like nuggets and And chips chips there and stuff. And she loves it. How funny are they with chips? They just love them. I mean, love them. You understand why, but also it's weird that straight off the bat, it's like chips. Yeah. Any form of potato, give it to me. Give it to me. Fair. So fair. Once again. But funnily enough, Len won't eat ice cream. He doesn't like how cold it is. That doesn't surprise me. It is freezing. Ruse had a bit of my ice cream, but she's – You don't strike me as an ice cream person. I love ice cream. Do you? But I don't love like sorbets and they're the only ice cream that I should eat because of my intolerances. Oh, boring, so I though, have yeah. – but I love like the really proper gelato. Up, like flavours from Messina oh, like yeah. all of the things mixed in together and then like caramel. <laughs> Yes, just pour it all over. So if I have it, it has to be like when I'm not going anywhere. So Mm. I, no one has to be around me when I'm not feeling myself. So speak. So you can shit your pants. You mean? Oh God, Um, she went there. So speaking of different experiences, obviously we have both have very different approaches, and we're going to speak to a mum who's had two different approaches with two kids. Yes, that she owns. That she owns. Well, you know, birthed. Jem is the mother to two girls, as we mentioned. Margot is four and Josie is 18 months. And fun fact, they are actually Key Reese's nieces because Jem is her sister-in-law. So Jem is going to tell us all about her two wildly different experiences. And just a little bit of context, we start the conversation and we get very excited. We're like... The context of Jem saying that she worked in fashion is very humble. 
She was one of Australia's biggest models for quite some time. And Jem is mum to Margot, who is four, and Josie, who is 18 months, who happen to be Key's nieces because Jem is her sister-in-law. And we got her on because she has two wildly different experiences with feeding her children. So you are a mum of two girls, Margot and Josie, the cutest girls in the world. Tell me about when you first started Solids with Margot. Like what kind of mum were you? How did you go about your journey? Well, coming from a fashion background and eyes constantly on me, I was really always aware of my body as a temple. So I was really particular about being healthy, you know, everything I ate, like never ridiculously crazy, but really, you know, your, your body is fueled by what you eat. So I did a lot of research into kids and how to not have picky eaters. And one of my things was, okay, cool, I'm going to feed them proper foods from the get-go. So I was all about fruit, vegetables, meats, dairy, anything that was, I suppose, unprocessed. I really did a lot of research into baby led weaning, not baby linguini as a lot of people hear it as, <laughs> but baby-led weaning. And I really love the philosophy that, you know, you feed your kids um, family meals from a young age and in the hopes that they understand textures and tastes and they can better listen to their body rather than you force feeding them. So with Margot, I started feeding her on the six-month due date. So she was like six and a half months old. And yeah. I was quite nervous, but her first meal was like avocado, broccoli, some mashed up black beans, (laughs) and the mess was horrendous. I don't think she ate anything. However, from like 10 or 11 months, she would spoon feed herself. She ate all kind of like she'd eat cannelloni, spinach and cheese. She'd eat spaghetti bolognese, lasagna. Like she ate proper meals. Um, And she even now loves like fruit and vegetables. She asked me every night, can I have fruit and vegetables tonight? And I want tuna satay, which is a um, funny story about that, but uh, is tuna with yogurt, but we call it tuna satay. <laughs> anyway, she eats that. She loves, <laughs> but she loves all these things. And she's, yeah, she's always been, like she didn't have packet food really. She had two, I think, before she was one, but never had packet food, never had processed food, always really healthy. <laughs> Sorry, when you say packet food, do you just mean anything that came in a packet? Like what about pureed fruit that came in a pouch no way no way no way no nothing nothing i'm you were pureeing everything i never pureed anything she never oh because of baby linguine yeah yeah so she never had anything pureed she had whole fruit she had whole vegetables you know you grate things to a certain size she had no pureed fruit food the closest she ever got was loaded spoons. So she'd have a yogurt on a spoon or hummus on a spoon and she'd pick that up and feed herself. So it was literally, there's no baby food. There's none of that. So it was just, yeah. I did not know that you didn't puree. Like I had oh no God, idea. No. So you were literally a very strict baby led wiener. Oh, 100% with my 100%. 100%. <laughs> I was very, and I was... Yeah, I was very like that. And I wasn't, I want, don't want to say that I was like a really bad mum and she like, you know, never had a treat or anything, but she literally, I was, yeah, just, you know, I always prepped everything. She ate what you ate. Yeah. 
did you have any nervousness around like choking and stuff? Because I think that was, I remember when I was talking about doing baby lead weaning on Insta with Rue, a lot of people were messaging me and being like, hey, you worried about choking at all? Like, did you have any fears over that? Or concerns? When our babies were about three months old, our mother's group did a CPR course, a baby CPR course. So we were well aware and much earlier than we were even thinking about foods about what to do in the case of the emergency. And I think because I was the member of Baby Led Weaning Australia Facebook groups and things like that, I was really well equipped to A, with the CPR course, understand what would happen in the case of emergency and how to deal with it because, you know, you have the babies there and you like the baby mannequins and you push on them and try and – anyway, you you learn about that. But also the baby-led weaning groups are really big on enforcing red is gagging, blue is choking. So babies gag. Yeah. Every baby gags. And my mum really struggled with this. Anytime she sat there with me and Margot, I'd watch her and I would watch her like a hawk and ensure that she was just coughing, splattering, coughing, splattering, trying to get it up because her gag reflex is so strong. So I don't think I ever even had a moment of panic with her to think that something's coming out. I've been with my friends, like mother's group friends, who have one instance, one of them, she kind of started to be a bit panicked and I kind of settled down and said, it's okay, you know, and like encourage the child before they even get to choking, pat them on the back and encourage them to try and bring it out. So I wasn't actually concerned about that at all like it's funny because I'm like that as well like I was very okay with the gagging and it is so scary especially for some people and I've always been very surprised about how calm I remain whenever Len has had a bit of a gag because I do panic about things so much but I think it's actually always helped because the way I think about it if your kid's going and you go (gasps) That would then make them (laughs) and scare them. Whereas my husband is kind of like, oh, straight away and like goes into full panic mode. I literally am always just like, you're right. Like cough it up. Okay. Like, like, you know, like just really remaining calm. And there's only like, yeah, one time where I've maybe whacked him once, but it was already sort of up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I think watching also my sister who has five kids, I watched her be really relaxed about heights, which was always my thing. Like I would get so intensely nervous and couldn't watch and get scared. So that was my thing with them. And she always was like, you know, you can't be like that. You have to relax. You have to. So with the baby led weaning and the choking, I was really like, okay, I have to be relaxed. I can't let her see how that if I'm stressed at all. And also it actually made me by being that way, it actually did internally make me less stressed. Like you, Kelly, I panic. And I go crazy about everything. With the baby led weaning and the choking and the gagging, I always made sure I was really calm in that respect. So Margot sounds like she just nailed baby led weaning and it was an amazing experience. And were you judgy for mums, like in your mother's group? Like, by the way, oh, you you can say (laughs) that you were. No, I am like totally like the opposite of judgy. Like I'm really accepting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like like I am totally. You just don't care what other people do. things. And I will tell you, maybe I'll say, oh, look, you know, the evidence says this or the research says this or whatever, but 100% I will never judge. Like I am totally against sleep training, but only because I can't do it. Whereas I have friends who have done it and I know you've done it, Kel, and I am not judgy at all because everyone has to live their own life and do what suits them. Like we can't like. You should see Jem when I'm letting Rue cry about it. That's, (laughs) oh my God, me and my best friend are exactly the same though. She would never sleep train her child. Yep. And 
I'm just like fucking scream, son. I you are just being a little shit, and I completely agree though. But I also think that that's just like being a camaraderie with your fellow yeah. humans, and just being like, even though I wouldn't do that or don't want to do that, yeah. couldn't care less that you are because yeah. you're making the right choice for you and your child. A hundred percent. And I was so lucky with my mother's group that we got put with after the birth that we are all so super close. Well, there's still about eight of us left who are super close and we are so different in some respects, so similar in others, but none of us judge ever. And we often come to the table with different ideas, but yeah, there's no judgment ever. So I would never judge anyone for bringing five packets of food, which you will realize soon that that's what I do now. And that's kind of was what, what the catalyst was for me thinking of you as a guest for today because I remember seeing you put up a story and it was of Josie eating packet food and being like, oh, my whatever six-month-old or seven-month-old at the time has, has had packet food, whereas Margot didn't have it before like she had like two before one or whatever. Josie came along. And what happened? Like how did your perspective on things change? Um. So I think when Josie came along, I was a bit of in survival mode. So for the first six months, I swear she just didn't wake up. So she was asleep for the first six months of her life. How her old are they? Sorry, just for context. Four and 18, 17 months. Yeah. Oh, so she's like a month younger than Rue. Five weeks. Five weeks. Okay. Yeah, five weeks younger than Rue. So she came along and I literally was in survival mode and thought, whatever I can do to make my life easier, I am going to do. So things like I had her in the snoo and I used the snoo as like my tracking for her sleep. But I literally was like, that's it. It's going to be easy. So I really didn't want to have to start feeding her solid food. I just really dreaded it. I think, um, I don't know why. I just, just couldn't get my head around it. I think because I was in such a good place with Margo where she just eat food. I was like, oh, I don't want to have to think, is it too soft? Is it, you know, cut up right? I just didn't have the mental capacity. I also went back to full-time work when she was four months old. Yeah, really bad idea, um, but <laughs> I just – and I was breastfeeding her still and trying to pump at work. So it was all just too much. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to do the easy route. I'm just going to do like pureed. And one of my best friends had twins like just over a week before I had Josie. And we were really on this journey together for the second time because we were on the journey together the first time. So she was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to start on the um, the purees. So I just kind of followed what she did because it was just I didn't have to think. I didn't have to do anything except for just do what she was doing. So um, I would air fry some vegetables, then blend them up and then give them to Josie, freeze them, whatever. Then that even just got a bit too much for me. And so... <laughs> <laughs> So I just don't understand my time management has gotten so bad that then I was like, okay, I'm going to give packet food. Um, and first of all, it was just like one dinner, however many days a week, I don't know. And at daycare, she was getting, you know, proper meals. They give them proper adult meals. And I was like, oh, it's fine. She's getting, you know, food there. She can just have a packet meal at home or whatever. Um, but it is getting to the point now where, yeah, if I don't have time, she will have, yeah, a squeezy pouch of pureed fruit, which I just... I literally think, what am I doing? But at the same time, it, it takes so much of the pressure off having to think about feeding. And sometimes I have my husband to feed for. My 17-year-old stepdaughter, I have to think about what she's going to eat, what Margot and Josie are going to eat. It's just too much. And I have to prepare these deep meals yeah. at different times. I'd much rather just wanted something easy that I could just go to. So, yes, I now have a stock of jars and squeezy pouches of food and she's 17, 18 months and she's still having, from me, pureed food. 
For one year old. But can I just say, Jim, it's so funny because Margot as a little kid was so slight, like such a small little kid. Yeah. Josie is like such a little chunky monkey, like the healthiest. Not that Margot is unhealthy, but like Josie's thriving. Like she's so fine. And it's just so wild because you did all of the things for Margot and she was obviously very advanced. She could do all of the feeding and all of the things. But Josie's just as fine. She walked at 11 months and she was like – walking on furniture at seven months and crawling on like it you know it's they're just completely different children and yeah yes Josie is a little bit delayed in the whole feeding herself and she does do it and she does get annoyed at me now when I try to feed her but it was literally survival and I just needed to survive and you know I kind of and in a way I'm actually really proud of myself because I didn't judge myself like and like, not that I judged Good. anyone else for doing it, but you know, sometimes we're our harshest critics and mm. totally. yeah, I just was like, you know what, I have to do this to survive. And even now I'm like, I just have to close my eyes and go, well, she's getting pureed fruit. So it's fine. Like, you yeah. Know? And I really don't think that like that's going to have anything to do with different developments. And as we talk about in our milestone episode, we like, it's not going to make a difference. Like when they're both adults they're not, it's not going to be like, were well, you fed packet food? <laughs> and I also love that you still feed Josie um, the like purees in the pouches because Lenny is obsessed. Some days he eats like five, which is so expensive, but he's obsessed with them. And someone DM'd me the other day and just said, oh, haha, I love that you still give him six month old pouches. I didn't, I'd never, I hadn't even looked at what age they were. Like I just get him the ones that he likes. And I don't think this person meant it as a um, judgment at all. They were just like, I love, like, lol, that he's loving it. And I'm like, that kid loves it. Like he's obsessed. And for me, it's not weird because I've got girlfriends with older kids that like come home from school. They still froth on a pouch. Because it's easy. I, I like the pureed fruit ones. Like, can you not remember when you were in like uni and you like were left home exactly. and you'd have pureed apple or pear and you'd be like, this is so good. Like <laughs> pureed apple or pear is a dessert. It's so yeah. yummy. So yeah. of course they love it. Yeah. I just love though, like when I saw that thing on your socials, I just went the fact that you've you've like felt comfortable enough in yourself to be able to put it out there because you know because people are judgy and and what you said is like you're not judgy but you're judgy on yourself but to put that up and to invite people's judgment like I think it's so beautiful watching you as a first-time mom who was amazing and brilliant and knew all of the things but then to also watch you as a second-time mom has been really cool because there's like a lightness to you as a mom. Like you're the fun mom. I always say when we go to Jen's house, she just lets the kids have fun and play. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, Rue makes a mess and I'm just like, you know, I, I like take all of her clothes off to let her eat. Jem's just like gives Josie stuff and just got all over her. Like, but you really lean into that side of it. like me. You guys yeah. are really similar. Yeah. Really, I really think, similar. Yeah, like, I absolutely would never take Len's clothes off to eat. I'm just like, oh. you get as messy as you want. No, well, I am no learning bids. how to do the good and laundry no stuff. No. no, that's bids. just an extra thing to wash. Thank I don't. Yep. It drives my mum. I don't get crazy. it at all. No, it drives yeah. them all mad. And also things like the other day we were in the pool and Lenny just started splashing everyone, and I was like clapping along, going a splish, splash, a splish, splish, splash, and then my sister was like, "Stop it!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Stop splashing us all, Lenny." I'm like, "The kid's just having fun." <laughs> <laughs> Let him do his, his splishing and splashing. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I am very relaxed about the mess. And 
yeah. maybe less so with Josie and maybe I didn't I was just too exhausted to clean up after Josie because you know baby led weaning can be very messy but I do I let yes. the kids go wild at my house and maybe I am the fun mum key thanks that's really that's a really nice thing to say you like, sound fun except then really we have fun. um Margot takes herself off to the granny flat and does painting for mummy's and daddy's birthday on the weekend and got paint everywhere and then her and her best friend decided to draw all over the couch because we were inside chatting and weren't paying attention so you know I mean being a fun mum is good but you can open yourself up to having a disaster of a house. Jem realized as I was leaving Margo did you draw on the couch and I was like bye Jem. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Um, I was going to ask you what surprised you the most the second time around with food like was it the fact that you gave yourself a bit of grace and a bit of kind of room to do what you needed to do? I think just maybe that, but probably more that the different kids are different. Like Josie yeah. is obsessed with avocado, cheese, and yogurt. And if she doesn't, if she says no to cheese or avocado, I'm like, what's going on? Whereas Margot, I suppose I didn't have those go tos. I was always like, oh, you know, whatever. Like I'll just give her anything. Whereas the Josie, I know that she's going to eat them regardless, and she loves them. Um, but then some days she doesn't like something that she's liked the day before and I'm like, what's going on? Like it's it's just I think that's the biggest surprise is that, you know, and they say that and you hear that, but then until you have the second one, you don't realise how different they can actually be in their tastes and wants and how, yeah, I suppose how mm. you deal with that. What advice would you give to other mums who are starting their solids journey? I mean, if you have the time and energy to do baby-led weaning, I 100% am biggest advocate forever. But I'm also like whatever gets you through. And I think you just have to take the pressure off yourself. If it's getting you too stressed out, don't do it. Like there's no point in us being stressed because they'll feel it and then you can't be the best parent you can be. And I think that's what a lot of our mother's group always say as well is that, you know, unless you're taking care of yourself, you can't take care of another human. You've got to remember that. You've got to look after yourself first. And I think it's just kind of if you're going to commit and you want to commit, that's fine. If you don't want to commit, if you get to the point of like, oh, shivers, I need to stop this, then then take a break and give them some packet food because these days you look at the ingredients and they're all pretty much like it's fine. There's nothing in there. It's not like they're adding MSG mm. and salt and although baby custard I have discovered recently the second ingredient is it is it sugar and I never realised <laughs> this. I never – Josie still hasn't had custard. But Margot has a couple of times recently when we've been in the shops and we're like pick the packet food. But um, yeah, baby custard is really, really sugary. <laughs> maybe maybe just a Christmas a little Christmas treat, a little exactly. Christmas custard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Gem. It's so good to hear from a mum of two and get an idea of. You know, just someone that's had two very different, different experiences. experiences as well. Very, yeah. very different. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been really nice. Okay, well, thank you so much to Jem. And I think hearing two different kind of experiences, you can land somewhere in the middle or feel confident about your experience. Because yeah, even exactly. though Jem's experience changed, she still really believes in the baby led weaning technique and that there's some, you know. Whereas I'm just like, Christ, that sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. A lot if of you- labor. 
can't be bothered or you are working full-time or anything like that, I would say just get them onto just the pouches. Just do what works. Do a mix. The pouches are expensive but great. You can also get – I forget what the brand is, so I will link it in the show notes because one of my girlfriends only discovered it with her third kid, oh. but they do everything for you. It's probably really pricey, but she's like – I've got two older kids. I can't be bothered preparing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to link whatever that service is in the show notes because they are amazing. I, my mind was blown away when I visited because it's all like in the freezer. Oh, like pre pre-made meals for kids. No, it's not pre-made meals. It's pre-made like it's for starting. Oh. Yeah. So like it's like. Le puree? Yeah. Oh, I think that's cool. That's yeah, what yeah, it was yeah. called. It's really cool. Yeah. My mind good. was blown. I was like, what? I did not know that this existed. Yeah. I wish I knew. You just like. It's kind of like the ice cubes already done for you, but they're perfectly portioned. And then so you just like um, defrost however many you want. It's really good. A couple of girls in Mother's Group did it. So good. Anyway, we'll link it in the show notes, but we'll be back next week. Yes, we will. And if you liked today's episode, remember to rate and review us. Tell a friend. Get the word out because what do we want? More listeners. More shitters is what I was going for. More shitters. Yeah. Especially after eating all this food. Oh, this episode of Eat, Sleep, Shit, Repeat was produced by myself, Key Reese, and my lovely co-host, Kelly McCarran. And audio production is done by Claudia Coy. See you later. Bye. Bye.